Murphy and St. Cash. Marcus Taint is off today at a court-appointed mandatory sex offender rehabilitation class. So I'm back here to announce today's big deal on my own on today's second day of the 12 Days of Distorted View Savings. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful day today, and I am just so relaxed with Marcus being gone. Did you know every time I would sit down on the couch over here, Marcus would do that thing, you know, that thing where a guy would place his hand palm side up right on the cushion so I would sit down on it, and then afterwards he'd slide his hand out and sniff his fingers? I mean, that's the kind of sick shit he's been up to. Not to mention what he's been doing to the poor interns. Kim? Valencia, do you want to come over here and talk about what a monster Marcus has been? Valencia, come here. This is Valencia. Valencia, what's your last name? Garfield Heathcliff. Really? Valencia Garfield Heathcliff. Well, my full name is Valencia Bloom County Garfield Heathcliff. Okay, well, what has Marcus done to you? One time he poured pickle juice down my blouse. What? See, like, why would a guy do that? What's the point? And he made me lick a dog's cock. Jesus Christ, you should have led with that. Way worse than the pickle juice thing. And then I had to call up my dad on the studio speakerphone and tell him I wanted to get on all fours and have him incest me. Marcus made you do that? And he had me shoot a hobo. Okay, we just call them a person experiencing homelessness now. I'm sorry, homeless guy. And fuck his corpse. Oh my god. Yeah, but he said I couldn't fuck him right away. I had to wait a week. So like the corpse was all cold and then I had to suck the hobo. Person experiencing homelessness. I'm sorry, homeless. No, that's a whole thing. Person experiencing. Person experiencing homelessness cock. There you go. Good. Not sucking his cock, but I mean, you got the hobo thing And as I was sucking the cock, it came off in my mouth. Okay, Valencia, that's enough. And by then the corpse had been lying around so long. The cock hole was filled with maggots, so it was like he was coming maggots. Oh my god, okay, Valencia, we have to move on and announce today's distorted view deal. It's item JLO2333. Hey, Vivian, one more thing, I forgot. One more thing Marcus did to you. Yeah, one time he hid my paycheck. Okay, like where? Up his rectum or something? Did he make you go fish for it up there? No, he hid it on top of the break room refrigerator. Vivian, he made you suck off a dog and fuck a homeless guy. Actually, they are people experiencing homelessness. You cunt. The point is, who cares if he hid your paycheck? He did way worse stuff to you. I'm sorry. Let me just limp away. Why are you limping? Because when I went to get my paycheck... Marcus pushed the refrigerator down and he broke both of my legs. And then while I was unable to move, he raped me with a scalding hot pocket. Oh my God. And then when I was screaming, oh God, it's burning. It's so hot. It's like lava in my cunt. Marcus said, oh, I've got something that'll cool you down. And he brought over one of those industrial compressed air cans and he blew up my pussy and my uterus exploded. Jesus fucking Christ! I know. He had me looking for that paycheck for like two hours. Not cool, dude. Not cool. Thank you, Valencia, Bloom County, Garfield, Heathcliff. Today's amazing deal in the Distorted View store is the DV Stamp Logo Unisex Heavy Blend Hooded Sweatshirt. 
This medium heavy pullover comes in a variety of sizes and features the classic DV stamp logo. And today only you can grab one for $3 off the original price. With sizes from small to 5XL, freaks of every shape and size can sport this very attractive sweatshirt. Plus, you can pick your favorite color, like sports gray, maroon, military green. Today's featured item will be linked in our show notes, but check out distortedview.com store for even more fun and new Distorted View merchandise. I'm Vivian St. Cash. Join me back tomorrow for another featured product on the 12 Days of Distorted View Saving. Marcus also made me eat my nipple. Okay, good night, everybody. He cooked it like pepperoni. It's Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, talking about boogers while having sex is not hot. Plus, our favorite gay nightclub shooter's father has a gooner baiting problem. Monks have found true enlightenment through crystal meth. And when extra ketchup is too much extra ketchup. I'm not going to die because I'm a careless fairy. Welcome to 1-800-ASSHOLE. Satan away! A lot of uh, hot liquid poo just went out all at once. She is a fat cunt. Yes! Hey, freaks, Tim back here with you for the Wednesday edition of Distorted View Daily. Got a great program for you today. Yesterday, during the voicemail segment of the show, DV listener Lube Job called in with some really uh, tantalizing information. Now, on Monday's podcast, we played audio of uh, the Colorado gay nightclub shooter's father. And the father was totally, like, drugged out of his mind. And he was just like, I'm just glad my son wasn't gay. We don't do gay in my family. I'm a Mormon. And the Mormons don't do gay. We don't do gay. There's no gays in the Mormon church. We don't do gay. I've seen enough porn to know that that isn't exactly true. Anyway, in his voicemail, Lube Job said, Tim, you gotta dig deeper. This father has been around the block. This isn't his first time on television, for instance. What? I said. 
sure enough, Lube Job was right. Now, before we get into any audio featuring the father, who is like my favorite person in the world right now, it should come as a shock to no one that the father, whose name is Aaron Brink, has been in legal trouble before. As a matter of fact, it was revealed in one video I uncovered that Aaron Brink is represented by lawyer Daniel Preppis. Our father of the year candidate even did a commercial for him. In the commercial for Daniel Preppis, Aaron gets kicked in the balls. Hello, welcome back folks, I'm Aaron Brink. Uh, welcome to another edition to Ouch My Balls. That's right. He had a YouTube series called Ouch My Balls, where every week someone would kick him in the nuts. This time, I guess to help pay for legal bills, he told his attorney that he would do a YouTube video for him. Today, what I want to do is I want to plug Daniel Preppis, attorney at law. Now, if you've been charged with a serious crime. Like gunning down a bunch of people in a nightclub? I don't even know if Daniel would take that case. Especially if you have drugs in your history. Or in my case, drugs in my present. Daniel Preppis, a.k.a. the Dispo Kid, helped me get out of prison. I was going to do five years. I'm no I'm no choir singer, as you guys know. Oh, you're not a member of the Tabernacle Choir? That kind of goes against your fucking local news interview you did. Also, would you trust a lawyer that's known as the Disco Kid? I think the attorney here appeals to a very uh, specific clientele. Drug addicts with little to no money. I mean, you can pay for his services in kicks to the balls, I guess. Uh, so with that, what I want to do is I'm, I'm donating proceeds of all this out to my balls, all the hits we get for this. We're going to be donating the proceeds to charity. How you doing, Laura? Thanks for stopping today. Go ahead. Oh, ooh, no, in the middle. In, in the middle. Oh, oh, another one. Ah! Oh, so even though this was a commercial, he was still donating the proceeds of the video to charity. I don't know how much money he made on these 5,000 views. Again, that's over a 10-year period. Enjoy that uh, 35 cents, United Way. It's going to help do a lot of good. As we continue our media tour with Aaron Brink, a few years after that Ow My Balls episode... Aaron made it to national television. What a meteoric rise to fame, right? Aaron appeared as the defendant on an episode of Divorce Court. I believe he's accused of stealing money, probably for meth. Her and I had our arrangement. What was your arrangement? I mean, I it was him taking my credit card and right. taking my car and was... stealing $300 every time he wanted to go use crystal meth. In this clip, Aaron looks clean. As a matter of fact, in the description, it says here that Aaron is now clean and sober with a career in mixed martial arts. But for a period of time, he was going through some rough stuff. It's just it's sad to know that uh, he kind of reverted. <laughs> we, got, we know how this story ends. When you're an addict, you're a problem. You're an all day, every day, 24-7, all consuming difficulty. You pummeled her. It's just like beating. That's right, Judge. Pummeling is like beating. Actually, pummeling sounds worse than beating. Pummeled sounds like she was pulverized. Now, I don't have the full episode of Divorce Court here. I just have the intro. But their marriage was anything but glitz and glamour. Aaron admits his addiction to drugs was the downfall of his four-year marriage. I wonder if this is the mother of the uh, the Colorado shooter. And Vanessa says his lies, theft, and drug use were enough for her to file for divorce. He broke our marriage. He's a drug addict, a liar, and a thief, and he used me. All right, so Aaron appeared in the Ow My Balls series, an episode of Divorce Court. 
Where else could you have possibly seen Aaron Brink? Uh, how about porn? Yeah, and this isn't one of those cases where, like, uh, it's a dude who dabbled in porn. He, like, appeared in a movie or two. No, no, this was, like, his career. He's like one of those porn guys with hundreds of credits to his name uh, in movies like Cum Drippers 4, Throat Gaggers 4, Young Ripe Melons. Oops, you took my innocence. <laughs> Assault That Ass 3, Bangin' Beaver on the Bus, Anal Consumption, Pussy Man's Teenland 10, Latin Hoochies 2, Young Tight Latinas, Assploitations, I mean, it goes on and on. There's hundreds of these things. He even appeared in some of those, like, triple X porn parodies. We may have featured this guy in some DV audio before because uh, one of the films he was in was that triple X Family Guy parody. Pretty sure we featured that on DV years ago. We did not feature Cream Filled Holes 4. After 3, I lost interest in the series. Squirtaholics. Interestingly enough, he appeared in a movie called Felony. Lick my little tits. This ain't Terminator Triple X. Your mom tossed my salad. Spider-Man Triple X, a porn parody. All right, so there you go. Dick Delaware was a, I'm sorry, Aaron Brink, known as Dick Delaware in the pornos. Uh, very prolific actor, and I happen to have a scene here. We begin with him getting a blowjob. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, you want to fuck my face? Fuck you, let me fuck your face. Here. I thought that's what she was already doing. Get off. Are we gonna get some gwaggle gwaggle out of her? Here we go. Yeah, a little bit. Are you gonna fuck me? Mm-hmm. First thing I'm fucking titty fucking. Yeah. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. Kind of a weird commercial for the Mormons, but I could see this getting people interested in the church. Again, I would just like to remind you what this guy said when he found out his son shot up a gay club. There was a shooting involving you know, there were multiple people. Right. And then I thought they were on to find it's a, a gay bar. Yeah, right. And, and, and I was like, oh my God, is he gay? As a scare, like, oh my God, shit, is he gay? <laughs> and he's not gay, so it's like this. It's, well, you guys had had conversations about that. You, you were... Oh, yeah. So like, you, you, I was you adamant. Him, yeah, you were adamant that gay is bad. I was adamant that gay is bad. I'm a Mormon. I'm a conservative Republican. And we don't do gay. We don't do yeah. gay. We don't do gay. We do lots of meth. We appear in porno movies, fucking multiple girls at once, blowing loads all over their faces, but no gay stuff. Well, I'm a Mormon after all. Now let's get back to the titty fucking already in progress. Actually, let me just uh, skip around here to a couple other scenes. I don't want to spend too much more time because, uh, you know, it's just it's standard fucking porn. Although here he is fucking a black chick. So fucking good. Oh, yeah, you fucked me just like that. Oh, fuck yeah. No problem with interracial stuff. He seems to be giving it to a real good. Oh, fuck, don't stop. Got some of that messed up energy there. And we'll end with this. Oh, yeah, fuck the boogers out of your head. Fuck the boogers out of your head. That's not good sexy talk. Oh, yeah, that's hot. Is it like a popsicle or a lollipop? 
Oh man, short and fat. Oh. Again, not an appealing way to describe your dick. Tell me about your cock. It's stubby and chewed up looking. Got a fat mushroom head that's discolored. It's got some weird bumps on it. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm, I'm gonna come all over my pussy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Come all over my fat pussy. Spoiler, he comes all over her fat pussy. Come all over my fat pussy. Oh. Here comes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Mm, oh. Look at all that fucking cum. Oh, that looks so good on my fat pussy. She likes referring to her pussy as fat, I noticed. All right, well, there you go. Just a few choice scenes from the collective work of Dick Delaware, Mormon porn superstar, Aaron Brink slash Dick Delaware does have one more credit to his name. This actually may be his most iconic performance. This program contains subject matter and language (laughs) that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. That's right. Being hit by Aaron would be nothing less than getting hit by one of the best heavyweight boxers in the world. You know what that warning and that music means? Intervention, baby! Yes, Aaron appeared in the eighth episode of the sixth season of Intervention. Now, if you go to A&E's website, A&E is the channel that uh, Intervention airs on. Uh, they've, They've taken it off of their site. This is the one episode you're not allowed to watch, I guess because of the whole shooting thing. Doing a lot less surfing, especially recently. When I get sprackled, I don't surf. Yeah, he said sprackled there. He explains what that means. Being sprackled is the act of doing crystal meth and the feeling you feel. I've never heard that term before. It's high quality crystal meth. You don't have to sell us on the quality of your meth. We don't care what type of meth you're doing. Later, we learn that meth has a very interesting effect on Aaron. It turned from a totally normal person into, like, within seconds, into this person who's craving, uh, I mean, a ravenous look at porn. He acquires a ravenous appetite for online pornography. Maybe this is what led to his porn career. His love for crystal meth and tits. I just sit there and stare at porn for hours on end. You should start a podcast. Get paid for that shit like me. I just watched three hours of your work trying to pick out some good clips. So Intervention's doing like a time lapse here. He's just like sitting there for four or five hours watching porn. Uh, After injecting meth, Aaron masturbates for 10 to 12 hours. We know what that's called. I beat my big fucking penis. Penis. I beat my big fucking penis. Penis. The father of the Colorado shooter is a gooner baiter. Maybe if he would have paid a little more attention to his kid and a little less time gooning out, he would have saw some fucking warning signs. Well, as they say, meth is a hell of a drug. Meth and porn go hand in hand for me. Hand and cock, right? Am I right? I mean, come on. Being one triggers the uh, desire for the other. If I saw pornography, if I saw like even a girl like in really tight shorts or something, I see it's on television or something, it's just like, oh no. Then I'll start thinking about doing speed. You need to go to church. 
Mormon boy. He's gone downhill every year. This is Greg, Aaron's brother, who is not addicted to meth. I don't know the extent of his gooner baiting habit, though. With this stuff, with doing meth, he is getting worse and worse. If Aaron doesn't stop using meth, he will die. That's Ryan, Aaron's other brother, with that painfully obvious statement, meth is bad for I don't think Aaron. I'm going to die from it. I think the people are... There's no way I'm going to die from this. Aaron did kind of prove us all wrong. It's years later and he's still alive. Motherfucker's getting the last laugh. So according to the timeline here in his 20s, Aaron became an MMA fighter. And after one of those fights at the age of 26, Aaron was approached by a producer of porn videos to, you know, make some fuck flicks. Aaron was like totally on board. I've been looking at porn stores since I was a little kid, you know, I really, I really liked uh, the idea of me. So he's been a lifelong devout Mormon. That's what I'm hearing from Aaron here. I actually being able to some of these girls. Actually, I'm looking for some lingerie for my wife. It was nice to make a fantasy reality. Now, when I told you earlier, it seems that uh, Aaron appeared in hundreds of movies. Uh, I was wrong. He's appeared in 1,200 porn scenes under the name Dick Delaware. We really have to move on because we spent so much time on this, but I have to know, did Aaron agree to go to rehab? Yeah, I'll take treatment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going right. to go. <laughs> now, you know, that's not the end of intervention. There's always a little more, kind of like a, a little update. It's usually like a black screen, <laughs> right? And it sort of lets you know what happened. Well, well, Aaron completed treatment. Good boy. And moved back in with Vanessa. Now, I noticed uh, the text is at the top of the screen. <laughs> so there's something that's going to appear on the bottom below this. As three weeks later, he relapsed on meth, and he's never looked back, baby. Aaron's wife, Vanessa, kicked him out of their apartment, and then I think later they appeared on divorce court. The timeline is becoming clear. Well, there you go. Just a little synopsis of Aaron Brink, the father of the Colorado shooter. That poor kid didn't stand a chance. Real quick, couple more short clips, and then we will get into the news. I've got a new fast food freakout. This woman asked specifically for extra ketchup on her burger. She's pissed off, though, because they gave her too much ketchup on her burger. What I don't understand is this woman was eating inside the restaurant. If you're that picky about uh, the amount of ketchup, they have ketchup packets, right? You can control how much ketchup you want on your burger. Where's your manager? Can I speak to your manager? She goes right to the manager. You're going to talk to a manager about too much ketchup. Like, scrape the fucking ketchup off that you don't want, right? I asked for extra ketchup, and I thought, what is this? What? She just smashed the burger onto the counter. What is this? Well, that's a that's a burger with uh, extra ketchup, ma'am. There's a there's a lot of ketchup on that burger. I agree with you. This is so much ketchup. Listen, ma'am, you have to go for it. I can't eat that. Or you're making fun of me because I'm on a diet. Well, if they're not making fun of you, uh, they should be. Let me make fun of you. What type of fucking diet is this where you got to put extra sugary ketchup? on a burger 
This does actually sound like an appealing diet plan for me. I get to eat quarter pounders with extra ketchup? Sign me up. I can't eat that. Are you making fun of me because I'm on a diet? The rest of the video is just incomprehensible yelling. It's just, you know, mass pandemonium. Now, while this is actually taking place at a McDonald's and people are yelling at one another, I can't help but think this might be fake. I don't know. I'm getting some weird vibes here. That this, this doesn't seem right. The whole extra ketchup diet thing. I bet this woman is actually an employee of the McDonald's and they're just, you know, making TikTok videos trying to go viral. I don't have any proof. But I am very good at sniffing out this bullshit. Uh, real quick now, before we get into the news, gotta say thanks to DB listener You Know I'm Right. In the Discord, they provided a link to a song by Lucille Bogan. Now, we've featured some of Lucille's work in the past. I don't know if we featured this particular song. If so, I apologize, but it's uh, it's good enough to listen to again. This is one of those, like, super, super old, like, 1920s or 30s songs that are just incredibly filthy. The song is called Shave Em Dry, and I think the very first line or two involves the word titties. I got nipples on my titties, big as the end of my thumb. I got something between my legs, I'll make a dead man come. Oh, <laughs> baby, won't you shave them dry? You know, even in the 1920s, they used the term come. I didn't know that. I thought that was relatively new. No, no, no. Want you to grind me, baby. Grind me until I cry. Say I fucked all night and all the night before, baby. And I feel just like I want to fuck some more. Great God, daddy, grind me, honey, and shave me dry. <laughs> and when you hear me holler, baby, want you to shave dry. I got nipples on my titty, big in my thumb. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. This was all just another Mormon commercial? Man, you never know where those things are hiding. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist and the fucked up news. If you're not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, please consider signing up and supporting this stupidity. When you become a member, you gain access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week I do brand new Sideshow exclusive episodes. Uh, Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and we'll be doing another one tomorrow. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. When you sign up, you get a username and password and a special uh, podcast RSS feed that you plug into your podcast app. It works with most podcasting apps. Of course, there's instructions over there at superfreaksideshow.com. If you want an even easier way to um, just listen to new exclusive programs and free shows and stuff, uh, you can sign up in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just a few taps. Bing, bang, boom, you're in. If you're, you know, you can even pay with Apple Pay or Google Pay or whatever. When you sign up in those apps, you'll get access to all of the the new free shows and all of the new sideshow exclusive episodes. 
So if you're not too worried about listening to those ancient shows uh, and you want an easy way to gain access to uh, new Sideshow episodes, that's a way to go. Again, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. Finally, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. It's just another way to help support the show and make sure that it continues on for a long, long time. Thank you so much to everyone pledging a few bucks my way over there at Patreon. And of course, you Sideshow Freaks, you are the reason this show continues. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, can I get some Tibetan monks chanting, please? Thank you. I'm sorry. Is this how they sound when they chant, or are they trying to talk through one of those smoker cancer kazoos? I smoke three bags a day. I wish I never started. You can quit. There's help out there. Like one of those PSAs. All right, well, that's, that's enough of the chanting. I don't know what the hell's going on there. First story uh, I have for you does have to do with uh, some Buddhist monks. A Buddhist temple in central Thailand has been left without monks. All the monks have been fired. Uh, all of its holy men failed drug tests and were defrocked. By the way, defrocking sounds way worse than it is. To me, it sounds like degloving. Now, degloving is like when all of your skin and uh, tissue is ripped off of your body. Like only the bone remains. Defrocking is just like, you know, you're, you're getting fired. You've been stripped of your monk title. Which, you know, if you devote your whole life to uh, monk and monk activities and monking around, it's devastating news, but still, uh, it's uh, not any worse than having your whole hand uh, ripped off, right? So, look on the bright side there. Thank God I still have my hands. That's a chant for you. Four monks, including an abbot at a temple in the Fetchaban province, Bung Sam Fan district. Okay. Tested positive for meth on Monday. Oh, that was the monk's drug of choice. Look at them. Busy as bees. The monks have been sent to a health clinic to undergo drug rehabilitation. I mean, it should have been pretty easy to tell that these monks were all methed up, right? Because, what you know, whenever you see monks... They don't really move around that much. Everything is very, like, slow and deliberate. And then they just sort of, like, meditate all day and stuff. These monks were zipping around like they had propellers. Gotta go chant. I gotta go chant. I gotta go tend the garden. Oh, then I gotta, then I gotta ring the gong. Did I like the candles today? I don't know if I like the candles. Did I like the candles? I should like to like the incense. Like, they're just, they're going, you know, they're all out of control. Not how one would think a uh, a monk would behave. All right, uh, the monks have been sent to a uh, health clinic to undergo re- a drug rehabilitation. Quote: The temple is now empty of monks, and nearby villagers are concerned they can't do any merit making. Merit making involves worshippers donating food to monks as a good deed. Well, if there's no monks, they don't need food, so you don't need to donate. You're good. I think God or whatever higher power those people believe in. What's their god over there? Vindaloo. They don't believe in God, right? They just believe uh, like in, in enlightenment and reincarnation and stuff, maybe? I don't know. The good news is more monks will be sent to the temple to allow villagers to practice their religious obligation. Thailand is a major transit country for meth. On the street, meth pills called Yaba. 
that chick that would always uh, go into a, a, a chant, yaba shaba shiki yaba yaba? I think she was talking about meth. After all these years, we figured it out. All right. Uh, yes, yaba sells for less than fifty cents a tablet. Mmm, long-lasting, cheap meth tablets. I know where that Colorado father should get a plane ticket to go. Cheap access to meth. Meth, and particularly Yaba, can be found easily uh, in every corner of Thailand. Supply is up everywhere, and at this point, a tablet is cheaper than a beer. Authorities across Southeast Asia and around the globe have made record meth seizures in recent months. Yeah, if it's uh, hit the Buddhist temples, you got a real meth problem. Last month, Hong Kong reportedly made its biggest ever seizure of meth, finding 1.8 metric tons of liquid meth. I like that better than the tablets. It's fast acting. I like my meth in gel caps, thank you. In August, authorities found two tons of meth hidden in marble tiles shipped from the Middle East to Sydney, Australia, in what police describe as the largest ever seizure of the illicit drug. Also, uh, in August, Mexican soldiers seized 1.5 tons of meth and 328 pounds of apparent powdered fentanyl at a checkpoint in the northern state of Sonora. Back here in the U.S., more than 5,000 pounds of meth were found in a record-breaking seizure in Southern California. So there you go. Meth business is booming. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, meth. All right, well, let's lighten the mood now with a real man-bites-dog story. Now, for some of you who are younger, you might not understand what that phrase means. Uh, in the news, uh, like a standard news story would be dog bites man. That's what typically happens. Dogs bite man. But when you flip that shit on its head, what makes uh, a weird news story is when the man bites a dog. In this case, the dog is not biting a man, but has uh, shot him in the fucking face. It's a dog shoots man story. Surprisingly, uh, this one does not come from the United States. Uh, when you hear shooting, you just immediately think USA. A man in Turkey has been reportedly shot and killed by his own dog on a hunting trip after the pet stepped on the trigger of his shotgun. That's why you don't leave your gun on the ground and your dumb dog jumping up and down around it. Osgur Gevgur Kukulu, 32, died in Turkey's Black Sea province of Samson last week. Local police originally took one of his hunting companions into custody, according to the news agency. The man was loading equipment into the boot of his car after the trip to, oh man, another one of these words, Kislan Plateau, when his dog jumped on the back of a friend, stepping on the trigger of the shotgun, and, well, you know what happens next. The 32-year-old hunter, who reportedly just became a father two weeks earlier, died from a bullet wound in his stomach before paramedics arrived at the scene. The man's 38-year-old friend was not identified and subsequently released from custody. I'm sorry, this does sound a little fishy, right? This sounds like the guy, the friend, actually did kill this man and then paid off police. Because think about like the like where the this guy laid his gun down, then the dog jumped on it. The gun had to have been angled, right? That's the only way it's gonna it's gonna shoot into the dude's stomach. Like something just isn't adding up. Police say they're still investigating the case. The man was laid to rest at his hometown on Monday and was described as an avid hunter and a dog lover. 
two things that killed him. He was frequently seen posing with game and several hounds on his social media, but it was unclear if any of those dogs were responsible for the deadly accident. The death on the Black Sea was reported just a few days after Turkey was shaken by the footage of violence at an animal shelter in the central city of Konya, where at least one dog was beaten to death by an employee. The Turkish public typically feels strongly about animal rights, and street protests against animal violence are held as frequently as political rallies. Oh, I did not know that. The dog's death over the weekend trended on social media under the hashtag massacre, <laughs> pressing authorities to investigate. Local police launched it. That was that's like a, a bit of hyperbole there. Like, a dog shot one dude. It's not exactly a massacre. Uh, police launched an investigation, and the governor's office said two people have been detained. So there you go. And finally, today, freaks, well, talk about a job promotion. A university cop resigned amid sexual harassment allegations. But now, three years later, another police department has hired him to investigate sexual assault. Well, I mean, he's got some firsthand knowledge and experience on the topic. He knows what to look for. Officer David Loudon was working at the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth Police Department. Okay, <laughs> let me say it right. Massachusetts Dartmouth Police Department in 2010. Yeah, I try to get all funny and fancy and I fuck it all up. One Sunday after midnight, he allegedly offered a 20-year-old student a ride to her residence hall in his cruiser. Bitches love a ride in a cruiser. When she got out, Loudon gave her a hug and then grabbed her breasts. She was wearing a trench coat and boots because of the weather. Hot. The officer later texted her, Those boots make me hot. Uh, you mean my galoshes? My rubber boots? The inside of these things reek. They smell like feta cheese. I keep getting water inside of them, and it, like, mixes with my foot sweat, and I, I can't get the stink out. That's what's making you hot, you fucking freak. Yeah, he said, these boots make me hot. I want to go to bed with you. Very direct. After that, the student reported continued harassment. Loudon allegedly groped her again during a fire alarm. That's no time to grope someone. Uh, this time in front of other students. He called and texted her repeatedly. After she finally filed the complaint with the administration, he continued to call the student and her friends, trying to find out who filed the complaint against him. Maybe the chick you were groping? Couldn't have been her. She likes me. Must have been one of her bitchy friends. They're jealous of our love. Cuckoo. Well, the officer resigned when his department began a misconduct investigation. He's like, I gotta get the hell out of here. Three years later, he started a new job at the police department in Blackstone, Massachusetts, about 50 miles away. Loudon was hired to investigate sexual assault and support student safety for the Blackstone Police Department, where, yes, he still works. His official job title on the personnel page lists him as a sexual assault investigator. But Tuesday, following local reports about his uh, questionable record, the title was removed. He's still listed as the department's drug recognition expert, Alice instructor, and child safety seat contact. I bet you his superior pulled him aside and was like, uh, you don't do any weird shit with kids, right? Just college-age girls, right? Okay, good. All right, you can, you can remain child safety seat contact. Philip Stinson, a professor who researches police crimes at Bowling Green State University, said that Loudon's pattern is common across the United States because, quote, a cab. What does that mean? Oh, all cops are bastards. 
Not a very diplomatic way of saying that. No, he did not say all cops are bastards. <laughs> he did say a lot of agencies like to hire people who have already got their police academy training, or in some states that would include a state-level certification. If they have that, it's less of a problem for them. They don't have to pay them to go to the academy and lose that time and cost involved. So they'll just hire people even if they've got some blemishes in their official records. WBUR discovered more than a dozen current police officers in Massachusetts who were previously fired or resigned from another department after a misconduct investigation. Oh, it's like the Catholic Church. You know, like when a priest uh, fucks an altar boy or something and they get in trouble, they just move the priest to another state. They drop him right into another church. It's the same thing. Stinson did say that rehiring officers who were previously ousted for misconduct can be destructive to a community. So sleep easy. Stinson then said, police lives splatter and laughed. I don't think the news should go to this guy for comment anymore. He has an agenda. Uh, that, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, I'd love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedview show. You know all the ways to contact me. Let's check in with a few patrons, and then we'll do a, a few regular voicemails and call it a day. Yes, caller. Yes, you do, Timmy. This is Twink Toilet. Um, calling in uh, number one, a couple things. Number one, uh, your yellow dreams lullaby. Mm. Uh, my very Asian man with <laughs> very very Asian boyfriend uh, thought it was very funny. Oh, he, good. He, he loved it. So good good job on that. So we're just poking fun, not uh, anything serious there. Um, <laughs> number two, those high school kids. I'm not a bad person. I'm not. Greece, as someone who is who actually likes. Musicals and no, it's not because I'm gay. I just like musicals. Mm. Uh, Grease is the worst one. So not only is it horrible that it's the Denny's and it's kids, <laughs> but it's, it's fucking Grease. It's I kill myself. <laughs> Shoot, it'd be a murder suicide. Yeah. On yesterday's Side Joe exclusive podcast, I played audio of a bunch of theater kids at a Denny's restaurant, and they break out in some of their dumb fucking Grease song they like they stand up and start dancing around just annoying the poor people at denny's no one at denny's wants a performance oh, i'm gonna chop myself um number three uh i was listening to an episode from 2006 and you played a japanese man slurping shit oh yeah it's the most tame shit video you've ever played oh really and it was funny because you had people call in days after asking you never to play it again so I, think it's I remember, I, I vividly remember that the, the first Japanese uh, shit slurping video, uh, it, it was the sound of the slurping, I think, that got people all riled up. I think that when you say um, you think you've lost your edge, you haven't. Oh, because you. those people were pussies. If they want to hear something terrible, Alpha Feeder, that's some fucking horrible shit right there. So they don't even know how bad Ooh, it is. Forgot it, about Alpha Feeder. Or if they're still listening, they do now, but... They had no idea how bad it was going to get. But no, you didn't lose your edge. You're just as edgy. Um, also, fuck you, Tim. Fuck hey, you. no, fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. You saying all those fuck nice you. things about me, and then you fuck turn around and say, fuck you. Fuck you. you. <laughs> Thank you very much for the call. All right. Uh, next up here. I think we have another patron wanting to uh, say hello. Sorry about that. Here we go. 
Hey, Tim, it's Haley's Comet. Here we go. Uh, calling up with a dad joke. And I have to do oh. this in a bit of a New York accent because you'll, you'll understand. All right. Question. What's the non-binary agenda? What's the non-binary agenda? Answer. Trick question. They don't have agenda. Uh, oh, uh, agenda. Uh, Gender. Okay, get off my fucking voicemail line. Shut the fuck up! I wanted to give you the train wreck, but unfortunately your uh, your call was too short. I couldn't get to it in time. Chago, Tim. Chago! I have a need. For my seed? For mead. Ugh, that's gay. <laughs> yeah, we haven't uh, really featured mead skeleton recently. We're taking a little break from mead. That's okay. We can all just take a breather from mead. He's, I mean, he posted, I think, a live stream, but like, they're just boring. You know, just him singing his fucking gospel music or Yankee dude. You know, it's only funny when he talks. I make mead entertaining. I mean, let's let's be honest here. The music is the least interesting part of mead. He needs to learn that. Yes, caller. Someone butt dialing me. Yep. <laughs> you can hear like the rustling of uh, their pants because the phone is inside their, their pants. Chigoo, Timmy Boo, it is Sideshow member Bunny. Hi, hey, I'm Bunny. still behind on shows, but I'm slowly catching up. I just got to the episode where you're telling us all about that car that fell from nowhere yes! and hit you and Lord Douche, or no, not yours, but Lord Douche's cars. Yeah, because I had moved, I had moved my car, so it landed on both of Lord Douche's cars. Um, and I just it's like old car that you know works, but is not good. I wanted know. to share. I can commiserate a bit with you. Um, I had a similar situation happen to me, where um, uh, I live in a retirement community. I'm oh, a caretaker. Enough said for my mom. <laughs> which which blue haired lady crashed into your car and. I had an old woman yep. drive on up on the sidewalk on the hill, crash into my bedroom, through my bedroom, oh, shit. into the living room <laughs> and hit me and nearly kill me. Um, wow. So I commiserate that that's just like a what the fuck. Did you take any pictures? I would love to see the, like the car inside of your house. No, like what? What the fuck? Um, she also said when we found out. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often in these retirement communities. Just like old ladies running through through buildings and stuff. Um, my, my aunt did it. I, I've told you guys the story many times. She uh, ran into a or drove into a restaurant. She forgot which one was the brake, so she accelerated. Right. And not only she accelerated. How could you forget that? It's never changed. It's always been in that same configuration, right? <laughs> brake left. Gas right. And if she... I forgot which one was which. I mean, that's when you know you've got to give up the the driving. Just veered straight. She would have ended up in bushes. But no, the old (laughs) woman just turned the wheel and... Made absolutely every wrong choice possible. (laughs) I could either drive into a bush or into a house. Veered right and crashed into me and nearly killed me. Um, I did get some good money out of it, though. I will say that. Ooh, nice. Um, I got some severe PTSD. Uh, but I hope you you're know. using some of that PTSD money for a sideshow membership. So, it was an interesting experience, <laughs> and I just it was I was um, you know, flashing back. While Fork you, over some of that trauma money. Timmy wants it. You're telling that story, and I had to share with you and oh, yeah. commiserate. Well, but I know me. it's absolutely just totally insane. understand that having a little PTSD from that <laughs> traumatic. I mean, that is a traumatic event. A car crashes into your bedroom. 
shit. Cars come out of nowhere. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I would be I would be afraid of, of vehicles in general at that point. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-OGOD. Oh, is it OGOD? Oh, yeah. Fuck the boogers out of your head. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Distorted View Daily proudly presents. <laughs> Jesus. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.